with your powers combined, we are fan holes. Go, go, go fan I can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our present bodies. Wow. <laughs> of all the things I missed about the show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me. <laughs> oh boy, of the sheer episode. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, Derek. Lover of lobster women. Defender of Starfire's fidelity. I just want to know, who is the consultant? Who could he be? <laughs> no! I have no heart! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gonna relate to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll okay. do it, but I want to be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, in your Derek lair, do you have a list of that tells you like how to take down the other fan holes? Should we like go crazy? How does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful. Like ten times sexier. Good job. No one gets us because we don't explain it. Hey guys, welcome back to another mysterious, spooky, dark episode of Fan Holes Podcast. Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, but I am not alone. Joining me at this old abandoned prep school is one of my fellow Fan Holes. Give a shout out and say what's up. Hey, this is Justin. Nothing to fear. The coast is clear. Nothing's missing. They did a real number on your office. My office? Oh, there's crap everywhere. Got mail. Birthday card. Only two months late. I'm impressed. Cash is good. I'm gonna need it when I go to Yosemite. I'm not going. No, I'm going to Yosemite. No, you're not. Look, I know today is the day, but I think... Oh, really? We'll... What day is that, John? Halloween. Oh, I hadn't noticed. We're through with all that. There's a strange car parked down at the gate, but I can't seem to find any signs of trespassing. What are you doing? Hey. I'm just gonna go find John. So we're here, we're doing a patented anniversary show. It happens to be the 25th anniversary of Halloween H2O. I say H2O, what do you say? I mean, I know it's like 20 years later and you're supposed to say like H20, but I, I don't remember anyone ever calling it Halloween H20. Like, Me either. Okay. 
So so I say H2O and everybody says H2O and then people are like, is that the one about Jason being like serving water to people? You know, like everybody's going to like crack a joke. And I'm just like, no, like it's Halloween H2O. Uh, anyway, this film came out in 1998 and it was directed by Friday the 13th alumni Steve Miner. And uh, even though, like, it, it, it seems like somehow Kevin's, uh, Kevin Williamson of Dawson's Creek fame had something to do with this, because they keep talking about him in all the behind-the-scenes and commentary stuff, I don't exactly know how that played out, if it was just, you know, because it seemed like the, the guy who wrote the screenplay, like, wrote it as, like, a direct-to-video type Halloween movie, and then once... I guess Dimension Films got Jamie Lee Curtis involved. Then, then it kind of changed, you know, the, the not not the entire story, but obviously it incorporated her character into it, and it was supposed to be this kind of, I don't know, one of these many. I, I think it's commonplace now, but it wasn't commonplace back then. One of these many sequels that ignored certain events of you know, multiple sequels in the franchise. And, you know, I, I mean, there was that part of me that was like, does this just, is this just a direct sequel to Halloween? But they, they do verbally mention like events in Halloween too. And, and the fact that Michael Myers is indeed her Laurie Strode's brother. So that seems to, you know, acknowledge events of Halloween too. So I guess, I guess this film, it like, you know, it's, it, it, I, I guess it's more like the Superman Returns style of sequel. You know, it acknowledges like Superman 1 and Superman 2, but then ignores Superman 3 and Superman 4. And this acknowledges, you know, Halloween and Halloween 2, but ignores, I mean, you don't have to acknowledge 3. I guess it doesn't make a difference one way or the other, but it clearly ignores 4, 5, and 6 and just kind of jumps 20 years later and does its own thing. I guess the the short and uh, sweet IMDb synopsis is as follows. Laurie Strode, now the dean of a Northern California private school with an assumed name, must battle the shape one last time as the life of her own son hangs in the balance. So that's the, the short and sweet synopsis. So I guess if you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, or if you don't care, just listen to us wax poetic about it or what have you. But I mean, th this was this was on our this was on our pick of anniversary movies. I think I'm pretty sure. I don't know. This may be shocking and appalling. I may be a bigger Halloween poser than I am a Friday the Thirteenth Jason poser, but I have a feeling this is the first Halloween movie I ever saw theatrically. Like I, I, I'm, I'm pretty positive. I, I did not see any, you know, Halloween one through six. I, I did not see any of them theatrically. I don't know if we, I don't know if we talked about this in detail when we talked about the Halloween comics or not. Did we? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Because this, this would have been the very first Halloween movie I saw theatrically. I don't even. I mean, I, I think a lot of my friends were. You know, we're we're definitely big into horror and this genre. I you know I went to school at Loyola Marymount University. I was a theater major, but I was friends with lots of film majors, and they, you know, like myself, had these gigantic you know movie collections and things that 
inspired and influenced them and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, there, there were certain friends who, you know, they, they, they liked certain horror movie franchises either more than Freddy Krueger or just as much as Freddy Krueger. And I think because of my love for Freddy, I was willing to like, you know, they, they took me by the hand. They took me along and kind of said, oh, you got to watch this. You got to watch that. Like, let's watch this. Let's watch that. And aside from I mean, I, I have some memories because I think on some of the syndicated channels, like if, if you're a Bay Area native, you'll, you know, you'll know, uh, you know, TV 44 or whatever. And I, I seem to have recollections of watching bits and pieces of Halloween 2 on TV 44, you know, obviously a heavily edited version of Halloween 2. But I mean, interestingly enough, like there, there were certain things where I was, I guess I'd say captivated by the, the VHS box art, you know, and was kind of, you know, driven to, you know, oh, can I rent this? Can I rent that? You know, can I rent certain movies? And obviously I rented the Nightmare on Elm Street movies like over and over and over again or whatever. But some stuff I, I you know, I guess I didn't get as deeply into as, you know, self-professed. I, I was not as big of a Friday the 13th fan as as Justin, let's say, right? Like I, and, and I think the same thing was true of Halloween. Like I can't remember trying to track down like Halloween movies. And I don't, I don't quite know why that was. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe, you know, to me, I was just like, you know, Freddie was uber Alice and, and I, I wasn't all that concerned with other things, but I mean, I did watch other movies aside, you know, I mean, I watched the Hellraiser movies. I watched, you know, puppet master and, you know, Chucky and, you know, I, I watched other things, but I, I don't know. Like I, I it's kind of weird. Like I know that, you know, I think, you know, when I went to college, when I went to Loyola, you know, it was like this kind of education of like, oh, well, John Carpenter started the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Like that the, the first Halloween movie is a classic, but it came out like, I think, what, like, what is this, 1998? So that's 20 years. So supposedly it took place in what, 1978? Like, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it didn't, didn't Halloween come out earlier than that? I don't know if I'm misremembering, but you know, anyway, it, to, to me, it was, if, if it wasn't before I was born, it was at least, you know, I, I was a newborn. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't going to go, I wasn't, I wasn't running to, uh, to watch Halloween in the movie theater as a newborn. Right. So, so I, I think the zeitgeist of that film, the, the, the importance of that film escaped me until I was a young adult. So I guess that's just me sort of explaining where I come to the franchise from, but what I, and I don't, I don't even know if I know this about yourself. Like what, what how did you come to the franchise? Like, do you, do you consider yourself a big fan of Halloween or like what, like, you know, and, and I guess maybe, do you have any recollections of this film? Did you see it in the theater? Did you not like that, that whole kind of thing? So I've only seen three Halloween films in the theater since you're talking about like Poserdom. Mm -hmm. I saw the two Rob Zombie films mm. and then I saw the 2018 Halloween film, the first of that okay. series. Okay. Yeah. Those are the only ones. My watching of the series is somewhat out of order because I remember kind of like you guys, I'm pretty sure I watched Halloween 2 edited for like cable or something. And then I saw four five and six and then i saw this film and i didn't see the original until high school i think it was my senior year and like okay. i remember for whatever reason i couldn't find that 
to rent. Either it was gone or, you know, someone had like made off with the tape like, you know, 10 years ago and then never brought it back. But I remember finding VHS tape of Halloween at a Kmart on sale for like, I don't know, five or six dollars or something. Mm. And I, I bought it. I was like, oh, I need to see this because I've seen all the others. And I watched it and I wasn't that impressed with it. I was like, well, that wasn't really much. It was okay, I guess. And then um, I came back to it again over the years, and I saw, uh, you know, things I liked about it. I, the um, the atmosphere. I think like the teenager in me was all about like kill count because I know me and a, a friend from high school like we would watch, you know, Freddy or Jason movies, and we would like do the body count, and we would be like, oh man, that was a sick kill. Like that's the kind of thing. And you know, we were dumb teenagers. That's what we were into. So I, I think I went to the original Halloween with that mindset, and I, you know, the the suspense and the buildup, like, to me, that, I was that, just yeah, like, that wasn't that wasn't what it was about for you back then. Yeah, but then like over the years, I was like, okay, I I, I get it. You know, I, I you know I had like more years of you know maturity under my belt, and I'd watched a lot more films, and I'd watched older films like some Giallo, Giallo and stuff like that. So that's kind of my history. Like I didn't see this in theater, as I've already said. My memory is it came out on VHS, and this is one of those movies that I went and rented with my cousin. Like he, you know, he had his driver's license several years before me, so he would, you know, he'd be like, "Hey man, let's go. You know, rent some more movies and you know just chill out." So this is one of those picks, and I remember at the time I thought it was pretty good, and he he was like, "Yeah, that was okay." I think. You know, whereas I've re- reevaluated my opinion of the original Halloween, I think I've reevaluated my opinion of this movie. Where hmm. I, I think it's, I think it's fine. I do wish there were more kills in this. And then the ending, like I remember at the time, the ending of this like kind of blew my mind, and I was like, well, there's never going to be a sequel now. And mm. then of course, it's it's completely undone. Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but at the time I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, you know, he he was reaching out, he was reaching his hand out to her, and it seemed like she was gonna forgive him. And then she's like, "Psych!" and chops his head off. I was like, "Whoa!" And it does that little sting up from the mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. first film. I was like, "Whoa!" And then it just ends. I was like, "What? What? Like, that's how you end your movie?" And I was like, "Well, uh, if this makes a whole lot of, lot of money, like at the time, I don't think I was keeping up that." heavily with like box office returns like i would later on but i was just like well if this made a lot of money like how are they gonna get around that in a sequel they can't like they can't possibly do that of course they did so yeah, they they totally did uh, i mean apparently that th- that's that's why i kept bringing up kevin williamson because one you know uh, michelle williams was in this and this is you know i'm I, I have to point out like the the main reason why i probably went and saw this was because oh. of michelle williams like okay. i i love dawson's creek this was when the first season of dawson's creek came out it was in the zeitgeist like that i mean the first season when it came out was probably the most popular the show ever was or ever would be you know everybody was complaining about how these these high school kids talked like adults and this guy kevin williamson didn't know what he was doing but i was just sitting there going oh I, I like that the kids were written intelligently and not like, you know, dumbasses or whatever, you know. And so, I mean, 
and I wasn't much older than a teenager at that point. You know, I was what, like 20 or something, you know, like I wasn't that much older. And so, you know, that kind of spoke to me because I, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I guess I'm tooting my own horn, but I was like, I'm, I'm pretty fucking intelligent. Like this isn't talking down to me. Like I get this, like, or whatever it was. Right. But there, there, there were, there was some criticism of that at the time. And, you know, some of his later movies weren't exactly well received or whatever, but apparently he was the one who came up with the, because because apparently there was all kinds of legal shenanigans. It's like, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, why can't I think of his name now? Um, you know, uh, uh, the guy who basically produces all these movies, uh, oh, Akkad. Akkad, right? Mustafa Akkad or whatever, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the, the way they treated it was like, oh, Michael Myers is his his baby, his bread and butter, you know, like he was super protective of the IP and all that other stuff. And and so when when it came time and they're like, yeah, we're just going to kill him like this. This has to be the end. Right. Because and, and you know, as uh, as wacky doodle as Jamie Lee Curtis is in real life, I understand <laughs> like I, I understand where they were coming from with that, because my recollection of this film was uh, and, and I don't I don't think it's entirely like I haven't like super reevaluated my my opinion of it. My opinion of it at the time was, oh, that was very entertaining. And I felt extremely satisfied with the resolution. Right. Like I was like, oh, yeah, of course, 20 years later, she's got to face her fear. Like, of course, she has to kill him like that. I, I sort of understood like where they were coming from with that, like that that was the only direction it could. I mean, because any other way would be they kind of described it, I, I think, as a cheat or a, a celluloid cheat or, you know, whatever. And of course, invariably, you know, they came up with the twisteroo that it wasn't really Michael in those last scenes, which I feel like incredibly. I mean, it's funny, like I'm a self-professed. I think Halloween Resurrection is like the greatest thing ever. And that's just because I saw in the theater the one time I had this fantastic theater going experience, you know, with it, you know, and I've explained this before, so I don't need to explain it again, I don't think, but, and I'm never going to watch it again, even though I have this box set of Blu-rays, like I'm never going to watch it again. Cause I know when I watch it again, it's going to suck. Right. Like I know <laughs> in reality, the movie probably sucks, but, but because I just had such a fantastic theatrical experience, I'm just going to hold on to that and pretend, you know, I'm just going to be like, la, 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 and like close my, you know, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, you know, thing. And I'm just like the hell with it. And and uh, when I saw this, you know, I mean, I, I thought it was, you know, cathartic, fulfilling, whatever. I, I think my only when you talk about reevaluation, the, the only thing that that really stands out to me are like these things that I never noticed before because they hadn't happened yet. So like. You know, I mean, as as a small example, just because I'm thinking of it now, you know, uh, uh, that the the one the one thing I didn't realize was in the opening that Joseph Gordon Lovett was Jimmy, you know, the guy with the hockey stick that comes in and steals the beers and gets the 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 skater shoe in the face or whatever. Like he was the first kill in this movie, right? And I'm I'm just kind of like sitting there going, oh shit, that's him. Like you know, and 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 you know, at the time, I think I don't know if this was before Third Rock from the Sun or what whatever it was, but like. I, I, you know, I don't think that would have registered with me then like it does today. And speaking thematically, I think it's interesting because like to me, what made me kind of crack up is 
that moment in the movie, she pulls out her dirty, hairy hand cannon, you know, her Smith and Wesson, and and the the shrink guy is like, whoa, like that's an overreaction, like that's crazy, and all of us in the theater know it's not an overreaction because it's Michael fucking Myers, like that's that's one take on it. But then I can't help but think of you know, since it exists now, I can't help but think of the 2018 version where she's like fucking Sarah Connor and she's got an entire fucking arsenal and you still know that it's not, you know what I mean? Like you still know it's not an overreaction. Like none of the, to me, none of those things are overreaction despite however they want to play it. And and so like, that's something that I find interesting in terms of like, I, I almost feel like Mike, when he was talking about the X-Files movie, going like, oh, this is kind of quaint. And like, this is still good to me. But, you know, and, and not that I'm a self-professed, like, uh, I'm not in love with the 2018 version by any means. Like, like uh, you know, I, I don't know if, I know we've had this discussion privately. I don't know if we've talked about it on air not. But it, it's not like, you know, I, I mean, maybe it can be attributed to the, you know, the the burgeoning of my grumpy old man syndrome where I don't like anything new. But like it, it was one of those films where I was like, oh, yeah, it was fine. I watched it. It was a thing, you know, like and whatever. And for some reason, I got a kick out of the sequel. Um, and 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 I really liked the third one, despite everybody hating it. And that trilogy or whatever it was for me, it, it was what it was and it was fine. But because it was so it was so, you know, I don't know, post 9-11, post, you know, I don't know, there was post-COVID involved in that. There was all kinds of of things that were post, you know, like, the, so, so, you know, in, in, in comparison, this film doesn't seem either as gritty or as, uh, what's the right word? Like, again, you know, I feel like, you know, Mike in this where I'm like, oh, isn't it quaint? You know, how, how they think a hand cannon is going to take care of Michael Myers. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that kind of thing, you know? And it's like, and, 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 and the fact that like, it, it's interesting to me that like, you know, the, the definitive thing was like, okay, we, we drive him off a freaking cliff and then we trap him behind a car so that there's nowhere he can go. And then we lop his fucking head off. And 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 the way that was sold, I, I mean, you got to admit, like, because there were legal troubles, because the, the, basically the guy that was protective over it, you know, said, oh, no, you can't kill him. And and everybody in the film was like, well, we have to kill him by the end of this and make it look like he's really, really for reals dead. And you have to give it up because when you watch this movie in isolation, you go, oh, yeah, he's like just like your reaction to it was exactly the reaction Jamie Lee Curtis and all the people that were proponents of it wanted you to have. It was that you you sat there, you watched it and you went, oh, man, yeah, great. After 20 years, she finally got the fucker. She chopped his fucking head off there. He's fucking dead now. You know, there's there's no you know what I mean? Like you you were like, he's he's definitely fucking dead. Like she 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 faced her fear. She overcame it. Like what what reason is there to cut to anything else? She did what you paid to see what you were coming to see right and then with the you know the sequel it was basically like fooled you you know it was it was you know the 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 medic guy that 
Michael Myers somehow magically switched places with, and 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 they they continue to, you know, milk that franchise for for a, a whole entire other movie. I've waited for him. Testing one, two, three. We're on. We're here to investigate a patient that killed three innocent teenagers on a Halloween in 1978. He was shot by his own psychiatrist and taken into custody that night. And has spent the last 40 years in captivity. Hello, Michael. I have something you might like to see. <laughs> Everyone in my family like turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean your grandmother is Lori Strode. She was almost murdered. Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No, it was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? What the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. Dad, look out! The bus crashed. Mom, what bus crashed? Michael escaped. Excuse me, somebody's in here. Hello? for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Get out! Go home! Get inside! You don't believe in the boogeyman? He's here! Michael! You should. Can you close the closet door? The difference between, I mean, it, I guess you have to make the comparison, right? Like, because that Halloween 2018 film is what a direct sequel to Halloween, right? Like, and then, you know, this film is, you know, for all intents and purposes, the same concept, right? Like they're, 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 they're using Halloween and Halloween two as a springboard. And then it's a direct sequel to those. Right. And it's supposed to be this, you know, reaction to what, you know, whether it's 20 years later or I don't know what, what was 2018, 50 years later or something. Right. Like, so, I mean, I, I feel like a comparison between those two is inevitable. And, you know, of those two, one is clearly more, I don't know, gritty and and kind of, I don't know. I mean, and, and it's funny to say because I feel like, you know, it, it's not a matter of the time frame when the films came out. It's just a matter of how they perceived 
trauma, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, and, and that's why I kind of keep bringing up like post COVID post nine 11 and stuff. I feel like this was a film that was written about trauma when like not a lot of people had experienced collective trauma. So it was easy to be like, Oh yeah, that's what happens when you get attacked by a serial killer. You just, you know, you wake up from nightmares, you scream a bunch, and then, you know, Josh Hartnett brings you some pills. Like, and that's all they, you know what I mean? Like that there there wasn't, and, and not that that's wrong or that, that I have some judgment about that, but I mean, I think, I, I, I don't know, they're, they're, to me, it's like the verisimilitude of this is is to a degree in here, but it's not to the same degree as it is in that 2019 movie, if that makes sense. But I don't know. I don't know. Like, did, did you did you feel like it was inevitable to make comparisons to the 2018 movie or do you kind of treat this as its own thing? No, I think those comparisons are inevitable and completely valid because they like you say, they do kind of have like the same setup, just slightly altered. I mean, it's like I, one of those things where if this was made, you know, like like this came out in 1998, like I feel like if this was made in 2002, it would be a completely different movie. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Like, I mean, they. They. Tr I think the movie takes a little too long to get going, but then they there's little parts in there that I do appreciate, like they tried, like you're talking about the trauma and they try to show that she has a drinking problem because she's yeah, clearly yeah. she's drinking the vodka before dude gets there and then she's, at the restaurant she's doing the, she's doing the sneaky give me another glass of chardonnay before he comes back like yeah i mean and that's that is realistic it, it's yeah. it's sort of subtle and and i i think you and i can both attest to like give me another glass of chardonnay while no one's looking type thing like i think we both understand that like mm -hmm. conceptually right yeah. but like but still like that's like it's it's weird because like this is something I feel the need to mention like beyond Kevin Williamson beyond Dawson's Creek and I guess Kevin Williamson ties into it but like this came out in 1998 like Scream came out in 1996 and essentially jump started you know you know it was like the 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 horror genre got you know the electric paddles put to its chest and and was you know basically you know brought back to life but it had to fit that you know basically the way hollywood looked at it was scream made tons of money not a horror movie so it became like every movie that was suspense horror etc had to fit that mold and what that mold meant was oh you had to have these young attractive teens you you had to have the if if it wasn't written by kevin williamson it had to at least have that same meta sensibility it had to have that same you know the the you know the kind of like oh look these are all wacky dawson's creek teens that are too cool for school or you know what whatever the the deal you know basically a bunch of guys you could plaster on a poster you know what i mean like that's that's what it was right and and i i know it seemed like in a lot of the behind the scenes things like josh hartnett was definitely a guy that was like trying to sort of rebel against that even within the context of being hired for that movie and like it's hard for me to remember if because because the context for me for having seen this was it was 1998 and it would have been during the summer when this came out i think but i'm trying to remember if i was in 
like I, I basically 1998, I would have been in London at the Royal National Theater Studio, but it's not like I was there for the entire summer. But so I would have been at the Royal National Theater Studio for a good period of time. So what I'm trying to contemplate, which I don't know the answer to, and oddly, I can immediately tell you the answer to for the movie, The Faculty, which Josh Hartnett also was in as well. Kind of like a, another example of these you know, teen sort of suspense horror, you know, kind of coming out of the the uh, popularity of Scream, you know. And it's like, for sure, I can tell you I watched The Faculty in the Bay Area, but I can't remember if I watched H2O in Los Angeles or if I watched it in the Bay Area, you know, because those those summer months, Sometimes I'm like, well, where was I? Was I still, you know, like I, I might have still been in L.A. and that would have made sense. But it's entirely possible I could have, you know, gone home to visit for a little while and would have seen it there. And I do have distinct memories of seeing the faculty in the Bay Area. But like I said, I, I can't pin down whether I was in Los Angeles or who I saw this with or anything like that. What do you think of Michael's mask in this movie? Because I know a lot of people don't like it because the the eye holes are way too big and i'm in that camp like whenever you see those close-ups and you can see like like he's not in shadow and you can see like the skin around his eyes like it just i, I don't know i know it's a tiny thing but i find that so distracting it's interesting because I, I think the regular way it was portrayed was the the eye holes were shadowed and dark and you you know he's the shape like you couldn't really see his eyes per mm -hmm. se in a lot of shots like that's yeah. how like most most typical halloween movies are are shot and lit it seemed like that mask was like the subject of no small controversy throughout the whole thing because it seems like the friday the 13th director minor like they they picked a mask they settled on a mask they were shooting with the mask like and then and then you know i think the some of the higher ups, you know, the dimension producers, you know, the Weinsteins, whoever, like, like, like there were people in there that just kind of said, and, and probably Mustafa too, was like, what the fuck's with this mask? Like you, it doesn't, it doesn't really evoke Michael Myers. And so they went back and they did reshoots with a different mask. And apparently like, if you really pay close attention, you can see like, oh, look in these wider shots, it's the first quote unquote shitty mask they started out with. If you look in certain close-ups, it's the mask they ultimately settled on. And then apparently in that shot where he does not uh, kill the little horny kid or whatever, like apparently one of those shots is completely CG, like where they CG a different looking mask over the mask that no one liked. So, I mean, I, I can only speak from it from like a technical standpoint. I kind of like maybe it's just me like I kind of feel like the whole like I, I mean maybe this is you know damning to the guy playing him too but I was just like I kind of feel like the whole thing is off like 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 yeah. like the mask is off the the dude who's playing him is off like like I, I don't know like there, there's something about the whole thing that is slightly off where I, I think there's that weird thing where maybe that's part of the reason like that I was always so drawn to Freddy was like you can't you know or even pinhead right because it's like you can't mistake right like it's like okay you know Robert England is Freddy right like it's not like you can just put some other dipshit in makeup and they can be Freddy whereas I think 
the you know when when you when you come down to the bottom wire i think the 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 attitude of these guys making these movies was oh any dipshit we can put in a in a william shatner mask do you know what i mean like will work and I don't think that's always true. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and so I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I know that's like a weird answer to your question. Like, like, I, I think definitely I agree with you. Like the, the, just the fact that the mask is constantly changing through this movie is a problem, right? Like, like it doesn't even matter if the mask looks good or not. Like, like whatever they finally settled on, like the fact that it's different from shot to shot and doesn't quite look right all the time is a problem. And I think, I don't know, there's something about the guy they got to play him. He's, he's kind of skinny. He doesn't look as threatening as he should. Yeah. And, and so, so there's, there's an aspect where it's like, you, you, in some ways, it's like it's almost believable that all it would take is a random shot from a gun to kill the guy, right? Whereas I think you're supposed to be more like, oh, my God, he's the shape. He's this, you know, mythical source of evil or, you know, like this this whole kind of, yeah, I don't know, the the the, the backstory they want to uh to sort of sell to you that, that, that he's a pure force, like that, that, that he just, he can't be stopped. And, you know, the, the, the regular logic, you know, like just, Oh, if you shoot him in the head, he's dead. Like that might not necessarily apply. Right. Because there's something, there's something eerie and other and spiritual about him or whatever. And so like that, I, I don't know that that was necessarily sold to me. And, and, and I guess, I guess the other thing, you know, and maybe I am reevaluating some of it. I mean, I still found this movie enjoyable and entertaining, especially from the standpoint of it was coming out of the scream craze. And it definitely tried to tap into that where it had a young group of kids that were all more intelligent than most people would give young teens credit for. And, and you know, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be biased to it. I mean, like I said, I love Dawson's Creek. I like Michelle Williams. She eventually became, you know, to me, one of the last movie stars, right? Like, like kind of thing. And I like Josh Hartnett a lot. I mean, I, I, I think he was a good actor even, I mean, I don't know. To me, it's a sign that he's a good actor because he doesn't like his performance in this. But I think that is just reflective of him, like trying to be like, oh, I'm, I'm constantly striving to be better. And I, you know, I want to do better things. And, you know, it, it, you know, the, the fact that you're critical of your own work, uh, you know, maybe it's self-humbling, but it also, to, to me, it, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know, like, like the, 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 the to me, it's, it's just kind of like proof that like, oh, well, he's good. Do you know what I mean? Like, 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 and, you know, I've enjoyed his work in other films after this and, and, and series that we've talked about on the podcast in the past and everything like that. So like, I, you know, I, I think coming from that perspective, like there were things about this film I found enjoyable that, you know, through no fault of the, you know, like, in other words, I think the producer's intent was let's just get a bunch of pretty teens together. Let's get, let's get LL Cool J for the black demographic. I mean, they straight up say that, right. Where it was just like, that's, that's what he was there for. It was like, cause they, they said, Oh, uh, black audiences like these movies. Well, we better, we better put LL Cool J in it or whatever, you know? And it's like some of that stuff like feels, um, trite and forced and whatever. And I feel like, you know, Hartnett in his own way, wearing his beanie throughout all the, the, uh, 
you know, w when they weren't shooting just to muss up his hair later so his hair didn't look pretty, which everybody on the set and the director were all pissed off at because they spent all this money on the makeup to make his hair look super cool and like he's supposed to be this hottie teen guy in the poster. And he's just trying to, like, fight that the whole time. It's like one of those things where even the people that hated him for doing it now, like, years later when they're doing all these interviews are like, yeah, I, I got to give the guy respect. Like, do you know what I mean? Because they all knew, like, oh, look, he's working now. Like, he's not just some teen beat dipshit who did a few movies and then dropped off the face of the earth because he got hooked on drugs or, you know, whatever, you know? Like, and and so, anyway, like, so from that, yeah, yeah. If they made a sequel to this and Resurrection where Josh Hartnett has to track down and kill his uncle, so you, you would you be for that kind of sequel? I mean, it'd be interesting. I have to admit, the first thing I did when when I finished rewatching this movie, and this doesn't apply to reevaluation, but the first thing I did was like, you, you know how your reaction was, that's it, that's the end of the movie? And it made me second guess myself because I was like, well, what what the fuck did they say happened to to him and Michelle Williams after this movie ended? Like, and and I guess all that happens is, you know, Laurie Strode's, you know, took the axe to the head of the wrong guy, right? So she was committed to an insane asylum, but supposedly she, you know, I mean, essentially he, he got green goblin, like he got plane tickets and got sent off to Europe or what, you know what I mean? Like, like he just, that, that, that was their acknowledgement of those characters, or at least Josh Hartnett at bare minimum, right? Like, like if you look at the little wikis, it's like, uh, apparently, you know, John got sent away after his mom got committed and and to put him out of harm's way so that nobody would like be mad at him for what Lori did and that, you know, it, that his his uncle would not come after him. So he, he got sent somewhere safe and no one ever heard from him again. And, and presumably, you know, he lived happily ever after. And then they go on to say it is unknown whether Molly, you know, Michelle Williams character like, you know, followed him or stayed with him or you know nobody knows what happened right so i mean at bare minimum since no one knows it's at least rich i mean i'm, I'm sure neither of them would be like oh boy let's do halloween you know h40 or whatever <laughs> the fuck right uh, like, like i'm sure none of them like are all gung-ho to do that but i mean I, I have to admit like that was one of my first impulses was whatever happened to those kids like are they okay you know are they okay after this like what what goes down with them and admittedly like i mean me being like i'm a man and i like seeing like things where people actually fight back like even though he got stabbed in the leg i like that he like kind of cold cocked jason or uh cold cocked michael myers like you know two or three times before before that happened to save his girlfriend because it's like a lot of times like in most of these movies you're like come on dude just like you know fuck the Blair Witch just punch it in the face do you know what I mean like what the fuck like who cares like this is bullshit like and 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 that's my kind of typically male reaction to some of these things so it's nice that like if you want to uh squash that or or at least you know have it be a thing at least at least he 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 got in a few good hits before he got stabbed in the leg do you know what I mean and that's that that's one of those things where, again, kind of like the beanie in uh, real life, I feel like for the fictional character, it's like, dude, respect. And then you bump his fist and that's it. Right. Like that's that's kind of what you feel like when you're when you're watching those movies. But, you know, whatever. I mean, that, that I, I think I think had it been a different set of actors and and had it been, you know, just the script as it is on paper, like 
that might not hold up as well for me. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, like if it, if it had been some actor that I didn't care about, you know, get stabbed in the leg, then then maybe it wouldn't have worked as well for me as it did in in this series of films. But I, I and again. I, I sort of see what you're saying. Like, I, I don't want to get us off track, but like, I, I agree with what you're saying about it really takes a long time for the movie to get going. And that's because they were playing into this whole screen thing. Do you know what I mean? They were playing into the whole, let's set up this cast of characters and let's make you care about them for a little while. Let's, let's have them do these witty things and these fun things. And, you know, that's why you got to set up the whole, Oh, look, John is buds with LL Cool J. Who's the security guard. And they let him out to go get a bottle of wine. And, you know, like, like, and all that stuff. Meanwhile, I can see from your perspective, you're like, what the fuck? Who cares about this? I want to watch Michael Myers stabbing fucking people. And it's like, he doesn't do that until like, I don't know, like, an hour into the movie at bare minimum. And the other thing I was going to bring up was Jamie Lee Curtis or, 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 you know, Laurie Strode's trauma, like seems to reflect itself in a lot of, uh, phony visions, which I think also, um, put a, I don't know, put the brakes on the film actually starting because you have a lot of false starts where it's like, Oh, is that Michael Myers through the window? Oh no, it's it's her shrink boyfriend. Is that Michael Myers coming through the shadows at the school when everybody's left? Wow, it really looks like him. I guess this is him. Like she better run away. Oh wait, no, it's her boyfriend again. You know what I mean? And it's like a lot of those kind of false starts. Like like it, it's like when 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 she finally comes face to face with him when when they're the 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 you know John's been stabbed in the leg Molly's fiddling with the keys and they desperately try to go through that one locked door and then he's like slashing at them through the the gate or whatever and they're banging on the door please somebody let me in and the door has that little circular window it's like she lets them in closes the door locked and that's the first time it's almost like a Kirk Khan thing like they can't fight because they're stuck on either side of a view screen and it's like Jamie Lee Curtis or Laurie Strode gets to see Michael Myers and they get to have like a moment where he quizzically tilts his head like a fucking Scooby-Doo dog or whatever. And is like, Burp! and, 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 you know, sees her and she sees him. And that's like, it, it's funny to say, but what is that? Like an hour 15 into the movie? Like, that's like, I agree with you. Like technically, like that's when the meat of the movie starts if that makes sense like what you what you really paid to see like starts occurring i guess for lack of a better term but that's a i feel like that moment where they're looking at each other through that little round window like that, that it feels earned because they didn't mm -hmm. tease you mm -hmm. so much and so when they finally see each other it's like michael and laurie are both like holy shit and as the audience you're like holy shit like they finally mm -hmm. you know they finally like met and they they can't you know like like you say, they can't touch each other. And then when she, when she finally comes out of her like oh shit moment, and gets the gun, he's gone. And you're like, yeah, it's getting started now. Like that's good. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even even for me, I'm I'm gonna keep uh, waxing uh, Josh Hartnett's car. But like, even even when John like, cause cause it's it's interesting. They 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 don't kill the horny guy on screen. I think I, I think it's because Steve Miner seemed to be obsessed with the suspense more than the the kills and the gore. I mean, that, that seemed to be where he was coming from. If you listen to the audio commentary. So I think that's heavily on him, you know what I mean? And, 
you know, instead, like to to us, we're sitting there going, oh, dude, the guy's got his hand down a garbage disposal. Like, of course, it's going to get mangled and and, and Michael is going to like force his hand down there. And it's going to be this cool thing where blood squirts all through the fucking, you know, sink. And it's just going to be super badass and gory. And none of that stuff happens. It's like he gets the corkscrew out and then all of a sudden he's face to face with Michael and then you don't see shit. And then the next time you see him come down the dumbwaiter and then he's all fucked up. Right. And then I think the the girlfriend has like the best death because her the dumbwaiter like basically smashes up her leg and you really like feel the yeah the pain that she's in and everything and, and she's like begging you know not to get killed and he kills her anyway and stabs her like three or four times in the back and you're like she's like holy fuck like this is you know that one is is pretty brutal and you you know some of it's still left to the imagination depending on how it's you know the the, the angles that it's shot from but I mean you you definitely feel all the pain that that uh, you know that chicks in when 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 that dumbwaiter comes down on her leg and everything and she's like you know dragging herself along and all that kind of stuff and so by that point you get to you know Molly and John and I guess what I was going to get at was it's like you talked about the moment being earned between uh, you know Lori and Michael in the little window which it absolutely is but the other thing I really liked about this is the minute John sees the body hanging like and then they see Michael like of course he knows like he's been living with it just like his mom has for the last 17 years but he's only heard it in stories but now that he sees it, it you know it's it's kind of that thing of you know you, I, I can't think of what it is you know your parents tell you oh don't don't walk over a, a gate because it might fall out from under you. Like don't you know don't don't go home at night with and and stay out of the lights or don't you know whatever it is they tell you not to do. And then finally, the reason why they told you to do that is like staring you straight in the fucking face. And and he has that moment where he's like, "Come on, Molly, like let's get the fuck out of here." And and like he's already on it. You know what I mean? And it was just like one of those things where it's like, oh, cool. Like again, I think. For me, the the anti, you, you know how like most times we're talking about how, you know, especially the the Friday the Thirteenth genre, it's just a bunch of stupid kids smoking pot and being dumb, and and there's that aspect where they they deserve what they're going to get, you know, type thing because they're so dumb and so stupid, and you're just waiting for these kids to get picked off because of how dumb they are, you know, the the hippies that walk downstairs barefoot. You're like, of course you deserve to get fucking fragged, like you're so stupid, but like. These guys, like yeah. you actually, like you kind of, you're like, oh, like he's talking to, you know, Michelle Williams, like you're, you're one of the few good things in my life. I like you. And, you know, that, that, that you know, I mean, you know, a anybody at a young age can relate to just wanting to get away with a girlfriend and be horny and, and, and maybe potentially like, you know. Uh, you spend the rest of your life with them or whatever. And that's, that's kind of what it feels like. These are all these kind of like goofy teen high school, sweetheart, whatever things. And then all of a sudden they get thrown into this and, and you do want, you know, th there is that aspect where you, you want to see them come out of it. Okay. And so, you know, again, to me, like the, the anti version of that is, you know, th they're actually doing things like, like, punching you know michael in the face where you're like oh good like like and you're 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 like that because because you're like sitting there going oh i'm not a you know pot smoking moron like that's something i would do too i would punch the fuck out of my you know what i mean like and, and you're like okay they're they're both doing it you know they're both trying to fight back and 
do things that that uh, stop that from happening. And then and then all the stupidity, I think, gets transferred over to the uh, the 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 psych boyfriend and and LL Cool J and you know like all these guys that either die or, or are perceived to have died. Do you know what I mean? Like and 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 so it, it can help you presumably, you know, up the, the quote unquote body count, you know, uh, up the, the peril factor, but without like killing off your quote unquote, either the main characters or the, you know, like there, there's, there's maybe too many last girl, last boys in this maybe for some people's tastes, but I, I think they all earn their status as last girl, last boy type, you know, thing, except for LL Cool J who should have died. <laughs> mm. Maybe that can be the actual sequel. It won't be Josh Hartnett. It'll be LL Cool J. LL Cool out. J hunting him down like 40 years later. Yep. He's like, oh, yeah, he's like, cool 4 0. He hasn't had a successful book in like, you know, 15 years. He's like, I know what'll do it. I'm going to uh, hunt down Michael Myers. I'm going to hunt down Michael Myers and write my, my tell all novel about how I hunted him down. And then his wife can still be on the cell phone the whole time. You fucking crazy! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, Excuse me. Uh, Apparently, like they were all starstruck with him, like or at least you know heartened. Hmm. They they did not. I I don't know if she was too cool for school or they just couldn't couldn't find the time to interview her. But it didn't seem like they were able to interview Michelle Williams like way down the road on some of these special features for the the Blu-ray, but they, they interviewed everybody else, including Hartnett, and they, they were all kind of like, oh, yeah, we were, you know, he, I, I think Hartnett basically was like, look, uh, he, he said to him, like, he was a huge fan of his or whatever, and that somehow gave him the opening then to, like, kind of give him shit and treat him like a normal dude, I guess, or I, I, I it, does that make sense? Like, like yeah. and that was, that was somehow the avenue where they, they weren't just, I don't know, uh, colleagues who didn't know each other very well working on a film shoot trying to, you know, fake camaraderie or fake some kind of connection. It was like it was like that he had broken the ice with them and they, they kind of made a connection and everything. And so I think after that, he, he said like, oh, then after that, it's like we, we were kind of as we were on screen, like we, we did have some kind of, you know, bro buddy chemistry or whatever it was. They also will uh, will we'll, uh, continually point out, oh, isn't it great that uh, Janet Lee was in the movie and they have the psycho car and all that shit as like a cameo? Like I don't know if you noticed that or not. I did notice. I always felt weird that she just kind of like shuffles out of the movie and mm -hmm. doesn't get killed off or anything. I mean, you were like, okay, well, you know, she's in Psycho. It's Jamie Lee's mom. Like she's got to have like some kind of great this thing. Great no, she just thing. dries off. And you get a little bit of the psycho music there, like very briefly, and she's got the car, and I'm like, oh well, she never came back. Okay, well, I I feel like that's like more of the minor just wanting to 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 me. I feel like minor's the guy who likes likes having all the foreplay and sex, but doesn't like actually like you know <laughs> climaxing or something. Like because mm. I feel like that's what a lot of this is. It's uh, there's there's lots of foreplay that's never actually delivered upon and 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 there 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 certainly is but i i think i think to them they were just like your one big you know excuse me your one big cum shot was 
the axe cutting off the head. And then, ironically, you find out, whoops, like, I was fucking the wrong chick. <laughs> like, well, sorry. <laughs> you know, like, whoops. But, um, but yeah, we don't need to talk about that. I mean, I, I think, uh, uh, to me, like, this movie on its own, like, I still... I still think it's it's a pretty good movie, you know. I mean, when I sit down and watch the Halloween movies, I I do include it. I mean, I don't include the Rob Zombie movies, and then it depends on what kind of mood I'm in if I'm gonna watch Part Six. But I mean, like I said, I've I've reevaluated it. I don't I don't hate it, and I don't love it. I'm just like, okay, it's it's pretty serviceable. Like I I can sit down and watch it and have fun with it. I mean, I guess I was nervous about that because that that must be why I never did watch it until we decided to do this show, because it was like I watched this in the theaters and kind of like Resurrection. I remember, you know, thinking of it, you know, favorably, you know, and and then when I bought that box Blu-ray set, you know, ironically, I think I I finally watched one through six in order. I think some of them for the first time. And then I think. I jumped to um, the sequel Rob Zombie movie because I had never seen it. And that was so batshit crazy that I think at that point I just stopped. You know, so like I said, this is the first time I'm watching the the Blu-ray of this movie. And I'm not disappointed. I I don't think it it ruined the film for me to revisit it or anything like that. I mean, you know, I, I, you know. It, I, I definitely think it's a snapshot of its time, though. You know, yeah. like, 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 there's not. I mean, you, you, kind of like how your reaction to the original Halloween was like, "Where's all the? Where's the body count? Where's the this? Where's the that?" Like, I could easily see somebody who all they know is maybe Halloween 2018 coming back to this and going, "What the fuck is this candy ass shit?" You know what I mean? Like, and and so I, I definitely do think it's a product of its time, but I, I'm you know I certainly don't hold that against it. You know, like I I, I think this is fine. Like I'm not. You know, again, I'm not angry that we we watched it again or whatever. Like I, I pretty much enjoyed it. Like there, there, there were, like I said, there, there were things for me to key in on, even in the, I guess, suspenseful moments rather than the the body count moments. I guess you know, like I, you know, I, I can sit here and kind of you know admire, uh, uh, you know, early early uh, roles for Michelle Williams and Josh Hartnett. I can kind of sit there and kind of like make these mental comparisons in my head to how this, you know, 1998 film dealing with uh, trauma plays out versus uh, the 2018 movie plays out versus trauma and think of, you know, how they're two totally different snapshots of, of what people, I don't know, interpreted uh, reaction to trauma would be, is be, should be, you know, like kind of thing. Like it's all, I don't know, to me, that's, that's kind of fascinating. I don't know that I have the, 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 the words to sort of articulate all my feelings about that. But, but what I can say is they're two decidedly distinct and different interpretations of that. And, and they're, they're extremely different, you know, like so. And, and, and some sometimes that's where the whole, oh, this is quaint or this is this is interesting, you know, like conceptually, like why why these are so but what like why the same concept, you know, you know, it's like, oh, I can tell one dipshit to draw a picture and I can tell another dipshit to draw a picture and you can still get two completely different images. Right. And you're just like, wow, that's, you know, there, there's something about that that's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, if you, 
if you go back to like Psycho and then the original Halloween, this film and the 2018 Halloween, they're all very different films, but they're all very much of that time. Like I, I you know, there we know people who, you know, they maybe they don't watch any black and white movies. I mm. knew a girl who swore off black and white movies and she just didn't watch that. But like, I think, and I'm, I'm sure if you showed psycho and the original Halloween to some, like, you know, younger kids in their twenties, I think a lot of them would just be like psycho original Halloween. Like, what's the big deal? Like, you know, like, like how I felt about Halloween the first time I saw it, like, where's the body count? Where's the blood? But I think if you're, I don't want to be like a, a a snob or anything and be like if you're nuanced you'll sit down and look at it but like if well, you're, I, I, if you're I, a horror fan like you'll 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 find your joy with the current stuff maybe but then you can go back and appreciate you know older films whether it's Psycho or you know Suspiria or or whatever and you'd be like oh okay like you know maybe these old timers were were onto something and maybe there was something going on in 1960 or in 1977, 78, that is reflected in these films. And we just, you know, we didn't have that collected, you know, group trauma, like post 9-11, post COVID. Like they, they didn't have that. Like they had what, uh, post World War II and Cold War, yeah, uh, post, you know, JFK assassination, post Vietnam trauma. Like they had their, they had that generation had their own trauma to deal with, but they didn't deal with it as, um, I don't know, in your face, maybe. I don't know. Like it was a bit more subtle. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis drinking in this. It's like, I don't, I think that went over my head. I was just like, oh, she's drinking, you know, the first time I saw this. Oh, she's like, you know, she's, well, she's I, seeing I, this I, guy. I, and, I think, and th this might be me being the asshole this time, but I think I think there's an element of 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 functional dysfunction rather than just straight up dysfunction. <laughs> you know, like that that might be the distinction, right? Like, like she's still the he the headmistress of this like school. It might be out in the middle of nowhere, but like, it's it it's not like she's so alcoholic that she can't, you know, right. That, that that she can't hold a career or 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 be a mother or all that other stuff, right? Like so, I mean, th th there is that aspect. Whereas if you do look at the 2018 version, it's like, fuck you, I'm a hermit. I don't want to see any fucking buddy. I'm just gonna live in this house by myself again. You know, post COVID, right? Like I, I I don't need to deal with people. The technology at that point is advanced enough where that's actually. A truism, right? Whereas, you know what? Yeah. People didn't have that option back then. They they had to leave their fucking homes. They didn't have cell phones. They couldn't call fucking Uber Eats. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they 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 had to fucking go out at some point. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, if 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 having way too many drinks was uh, was the way they they uh, dealt with their trauma, it's like they had to find the you know the times to do that and hopefully not self destruct you know, uh, you know, when, when, when they had to be functional, you know, like, and that's, that, that seems to be, you know, she's touting that, that line, you know, like throughout the course of this movie, you know, and it's like, it, I, I guess that's, what's interesting too, is I think it, it, sometimes like, like this film, as much as she didn't want to do it, as much as you're supposed to feel 
cathartic where if it's the real Michael Myers and she lops his head off and you're supposed to be like, fuck yeah, which is basically like how I think most of us originally reacted to that at the at the conclusion of the film. She's still slowly destroying herself, right? Like, and I think that's part of the problem. And I, I don't want to say the Lori in, in 2018 isn't doing that, but I, I almost feel like she, she I don't know, that, that she somehow already did it enough to a point where it didn't matter. Like, in other words, like, I don't know, like the grandma Lori, it just seemed like, you know, she, there, there were there were things about her life she had reconciled and was just like, all right, I may have fucked this, this and this and this up. But just in case shit goes bad, I've got these plans and, and, and that she wasn't like slowly killing herself with with booze or any any other, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, indulgence. Right. Like it was more like people went, oh, you're just a crazy old grandma. Like it's over, grandma. It's over. And then it wasn't over. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, grandma wasn't so fucking stupid. Now, was she? You know what I mean? There, there, there is that kind of aspect where, you know, the, the, the whole like not listening to your elders thing like that. That's kind of the moral of that in, in some weird way. Like, you know, I don't know, like that, that and this it's like she's not quite that elderly so it's easy to blow her off as just some crazy bitch who had too much to drink you know like so it's like that that's why that's why like these play very differently because it's not just the technology or or you know when certain things in history occurred it's also how how you know how old you know how 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 wise you know are these characters presumably you know like like the 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 whole thing like it it you know they they they're just they're different so it it changes how you would tackle those you know and and then you know again the zeitgeist of you know scream versus the zeitgeist of you know uh, i don't know what you want to call it like uh uh you know torture porn and or you know uh you know what do they call it? Uh, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, when you have like massive destruction in a film, I can't remember what they call that either, but you know, that this kind of, uh, you know, destruction porn or, you know, I don't, I don't know what, you know, whatever, whatever they refer to it as, you know, like, like those kind of aspects where I think a lot of that gets infused into those newer ones, right. Where it's just, it's all about, you know, the, the, the devastation of, of what happens rather than, you know, m maybe in this, it's a little more like, you know, cause it's Kevin Williamson. Cause it's scream. Cause it's got that whole zeitgeist. There's a lot more psycho babble and self analysis. And, and, you know, it's kind of like, we're trying to smart ourselves out of this problem, but then ultimately there's some crazy climax where, you know, it, it has to all turn, you know, actiony and violent. And, and that's when you, you run out of the psycho babble. You have any more thoughts on uh, Halloween H2O? I think I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, if you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns, I don't know, maybe, you know, you guys can tell us, like, which version you prefer, H2O or the 2018 remake, or 
you know, if you're if you're uh, uh, less of a poser than we are, you know, maybe you have different takes on the entire franchise or whatever. If you want, reach out to us. We're over at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. You can send us emails there if you like. We are on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive. And we can be streamed. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're no longer on Stitcher Radio. We're on Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So until the next time, this is Derek, Derek WC, signing off. And this is Justin, signing off. Stitcher got the axe. It did. It was like, and then Jamie Lee Curtis was like, got on i thought maybe this avatar i thought maybe that was you in the mask and i was like no mm. wait that that's jamie lee like i don't think derek ever mentioned meeting her so this must be some kind of like promo thing yeah i think i think it was something where they were like at the museum and they had i, I don't know if that's like the ma- the the outfit from the, the the h2o or maybe it's an outfit from the the you know original movie or whatever but they had some some costume on display at some museum or something i i think that's the h2o mask because look at the eyes yeah it looks awful yeah and then he's wearing that awful looking shirt which is totally <laughs> totally 1998 circa which, which is why i thought maybe that was you for a minute i was like oh yeah i can see Derek wearing something wacky like that in 98 <laughs> Derek would wear some shitty shirt in 1998. That's totally (laughs) believable.